another amazing episode of Retrovaniacs, this time a male-only episode. Not M-A-L-E, but M-A-I-L. We're going to be answering all the questions we've had uh, for quite a long time. We're trying to clean as much of the mailbag out as we can because I realized, I think Jeremy mentioned a while ago, we're answering questions that were asked to us back in February. So we're trying to clear this out. Uh, but to help me answer these questions, as always, is Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, last episode, someone wrote in and asked why we haven't done What Have You Been Playing? And truthfully, the answer is because we were on vacation and other stuff. Things were very busy. And we had so much mail that we didn't want to spend a whole chunk of time at the front of the episode to, you know, then spend a whole chunk of time at the end of the episode with mail and only talk about the game for five minutes. So we cut the game out of this episode completely. We are not talking mm -hmm. about any game. Uh -huh. We are just going to answer your questions after we do bring up what it is that we've been playing. So, Billy, you probably haven't had a lot of time, but have you been playing anything other than uh, the game we're not going to talk about today? What have I been playing? No one's asked me that in so long. I thought nobody gave a shit about what I've been... I, I thought people hated this segment, to be honest. I, it, it was it was very uh, very divisive, actually. Uh, there, you know, we, we there are people that, that complained about it, and you always... You were very kind, and you put the timestamp in. Uh, but, but apparently... People want to know, and I mean, I don't know why, because I don't have anything exciting for you. What have I been playing? Uh, I'm in that weird stage right now where I, for the most part, I'm having trouble settling on one thing. Uh, around this house, uh, my, my, my fiance, for all the good things that have come with her, also playing fucking Warframe has come into play. And a lot of it, because it does that thing I like where every few seconds something pops up on the screen that says you leveled up on something. Makes me feel good. Big button in my brain is continually being stomped on. I've, I've, I've played a lot of that, but God damn it, I've tried to branch out and play other things. And I've settled mainly on... A, I've, I've been playing Stray, which is... I don't, I don't know. Jeremy, were you going to talk about Stray at all? Yeah, yeah, I was all going right, to. You feel free to I'll, talk about whatever you want. Well, it's fucking incredible. I'll talk about it more when Jeremy brings it up. But I have a, I went back to an old Switch game I picked up a couple years ago that I began that I really enjoyed but didn't finish. And now that I've gotten back on it, I'm in too deep and I had to start over. But it was a joy to start over. And that's at that Salt and Sanctuary. And that, that was made by a former, by a, well, I say a former friend. I, I assume we would still be on good speaking terms. Uh, friend of, uh, a friend of Jeremy and I from, from way back when made this game and it's so good and it's like a 2d dark souls type game uh and i i played through i got so incredibly far a couple of years ago it was my first game i played when i started kind of on the road for my work and i picked it up again um it and it's it's still plays incredible uh it has a great style to it have really enjoyed it i've been playing stray when i'm at home and and kind of on the go have have been playing that with the intention of seeing it through this time. Yeah, that's when I jumped into. I liked it, but I didn't get very mm -hmm. far. Uh, but I keep mm -hmm. going back to it. It's one of those kind of games. It's fun to pick up and just see how far I can get with it uh, yes. before I in, in, inevitably get very frustrated and quit. And then when I come back to it, I'm like, I'll just start over again. No big deal. But I didn't realize you guys knew somebody uh, from Ska Studios. That's it. I, I think it's just one guy makes up the entire studio. <laughs> we know the entire team. Yeah, pretty much. I can't. What's what's his name? God damn, I feel bad that I've kind of forgot it. It's been a long time, but yeah, he used to uh he used to come by the old forum and, and do a lot of stuff yeah, for us. Yeah. Um we hosted his his old flash games for a while. Uh James, old James Silva. James Silva, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's Salt it's and Sacrifice is the sequel that he that I think is out already. It is, yeah. I I, I that's what got me back into this one because I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick this up, and I was like, well, maybe you should finish the first one. And damn it, I'm trying. Not because it's not a good game, but just because I'm not a good person when it comes to sticking to one game for long. Well, I'm the opposite sometimes. Uh, and, and everyone that listens to the show will remember that I talked about Monster Hunter World and then Monster Hunter Rise for quite a long time. And uh, yes, I, I've played a ton of the new expansion. It came out right before I went on vacation, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It is, mm. a, again, more of what made Monster Hunter Rise good. So if you didn't like Monster Hunter Rise, it will probably not change your mind. But if you did and you kind of fell off playing because they really didn't add a lot of content to it uh, compared to how they did with World... You know, there was new missions every week, but they were the same monsters. They hadn't had a monster since Valstrax. So it's it's nice to see new areas, new monsters. I've uh, They've got some some new kind of like single-player focused missions where you can bring almost like bots with you that have uh, mm. that talk the whole time. Uh, I'm loving that. That's very good. But again, I already talked a lot about Monster Hunter Rise. So that's pretty much all I can say. It's more of the same, and it's good. I also have the Cuphead uh, Last Course DLC that came out. Yeah, played a lot of that with my son. He's a huge Cuphead fan. He's beaten more of the bosses than I have. Uh, but we've, we've not finished it yet. I love it. Mm. Um, but if you didn't love Cuphead, then I'd say you could probably skip it. Um, but the, the two things I've been playing that are new-ish are I picked up Spider Soars, which is a kind of a 2D action game by Way Forward. Uh, it is uh, very Contra-esque. They did Contra 4. So this is kind of a, a more okay. cartoony take on Contra where it's giant alien bugs instead of just aliens and soldiers. My only complaint is the art style. It is... <sighs> It looks like it's supposed to be really hand-drawn. Like, on still frames, it looks really good. But in motion, it reminds me of, like, a Flash game, which is just me. It plays fine. Mm-hmm. It uh, it does not play poorly. It plays great. But I just can't... I haven't fallen in love with it yet because I can't get quite past the graphics. But, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's something I don't complain about too often is the graphics in games, especially on a retro gaming podcast. Um, it looks pretty. I just don't think it, it looks quite like what I wanted. I don't know what I do want, but that it might not be that. But the other game I picked up is, are either of you guys fans of the Tales series? No. I, I don't I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. No. Yeah, it's, I, I've never actually... <laughs> I think maybe I played one back on the, uh, the PlayStation. That may be the last Tales game that I played, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything against it. Yeah, I, I had tried Tales of Vesperia on the Xbox 360, but I got it the same exact time I got Lost Odyssey and Eternal Sonata. And of those three, Lost Odyssey, like the moment I picked it up, it grabbed me, became one of my favorite RPGs of all time. And the other two of those kind of fell to the wayside. I started them and they didn't grab me and I was like, I'll come back to them. And then eventually I just sold them and never went back to them. So I, I hadn't played a Tales game because I really kind of just left me with a, like, yeah, it's it's fine, but it's way too like... There's a lot of talking and there's a lot of like, conversational talking. Like you have to watch these little cutscenes and stuff, and it didn't click with me. But for whatever reason, when Tales of Arise was was advertised and came out, and I saw reviews everywhere, it looked like it might get me. I don't know what it was about it because it's still the same kind of game. Uh, it's this, you know, it, it's a it's an action RPG. So when you go into combat, it's actually like you push buttons to swing your sword. It's not just that you have to time it. You know, it's not it's not a menu, and it's also not an auto combat where you like just pick special moves now and then you're fully moving your character around. You can dodge by rolling out of the way. It's, it's an action RPG, but you have party members that fight alongside of you and whatever. But I picked it up cause it was on sale for that PlayStation summer sale for half off. And man, it's already hit me. I've only played it for about maybe eight hours so far, but it's hit me in all the right ways that an action RPG needs to. It takes the best things I like about like final fantasy 15, even or final fantasy 12. Mm, it's, mm-hmm. it's a real time combat. Sort of you're constantly hitting buttons to make your guy attack. It's not as 
as slashy feeling as uh, as 15 was. Like, I feel like 15, I just mashed on buttons on half the combat, and you win it, and you're like, all right, that was fun, and you move on. Uh, this, you definitely have to time it. There's, like, a a series of, of like, power-ups you can play through once at a time and to do special moves. Like, one special move takes two of these power units, and one special move takes one of these power units. And after you use them all up, you have to kind of just run around till they slowly build up again, so you can't just mash buttons. It's uh, it's really good. And uh, the conversational parts, I'm enjoying. The characters seem a little less goofy uh, than they did for Tales of Vesperia, at least at the start. I'm sure later on, somehow, there'll be, like, a robot dog or something. But right now, it's not. It seems very, very much like a... Uh, uh, a very good action RPG with a basic enough story that I'm able to just enjoy it. You can kind of tell where it's going so far. I'm sure there's some twist, but right now I'm enjoying where it's going. It seems pretty cut and dry. Try to save the world from a bad enemy. Go. And, uh, and it's excellent. So I've been enjoying that immensely. And I think it's still half on sale for our 50% off, at least for another couple days. But Jeremy, what have you been playing? Uh, you guys played that new turtles game. I did not yet, but I've heard it's very good. Not yet, but same. I, it's really great. I mean, it's, uh, I don't think I, I could have got anything more from it if I'd asked yeah. for it. You know, this is pretty much exactly the sequel that I've wanted ever since Turtles in Time. I and mean, they, they didn't have to do much. I, they really didn't, and, and they over-delivered on a Ooh. lot of it. it. It's insane just how much quality is, is in this overall. Like, everyone talks how great the, the, old, the new Streets of Rage is, and it is. It's a very good game. But man, this is just on a whole different level. It's incredible. It actually takes what it mean, what a good brawler needs to be, and actually evolves it to something that's mm. even more fun. Like it, it's just fun to to get in there and fuck around. It's not slow. Everything's like the pacing of it is great. The levels aren't too long. The bosses aren't complete hit sponges. It's got a, you know, it's got your regular arcade mode. It's got the story mode where you can like do little missions, like finding collectibles throughout the stages, uh, you know, other little things like don't get hit or something. But it's, it's really, really great, and I, I can't wait for them to come out with any sort of DLC or even a sequel to it. But it's one of those games. It's like I was looking forward to it, but I didn't realize how much I was actually going to enjoy it mm. until it came out. And it's like this is, this is awesome. Uh, besides that, like Stray. It just came out, and uh, what what a great little game. It is. (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's not anything that's, you know, super advanced or, you know, crazy. It's it's entirely propped up on charm. Yeah, and it's it's just basically a very simple adventure game with some light action to it, and that's about it. You know, there's kind of platforming to it, but it's not even real platforming. It's like a button appears on the thing you can jump to, and you press it and you jump over to it, but just uh, so much, all the charm in the world. If you're a cat person yeah, and I'm, I, I'm a, I, <laughs> I was about to say, if you controlled anything else in this game, I wouldn't give a shit about it. Yeah. If it was like some, you know, weird alien or something, if you were like controlling the, the thing that goes around yeah. with you as the cat B12, yeah. or I'd like a lowly, like a lowly ass dog or some shit. Yeah. Fuck those goddamn dogs. No, it's, I wouldn't even touch it. You know, it, it'd be fine. It'd be good looking game and all that stuff. But it wouldn't be like, you know, what it is. And uh, what it is is actually a pretty fun little game. And it's not very long. I think it's only like four or five hours long. Mm-hmm. There's actually a trophy to beat it under two hours. So uh, if, you, if you know what you're doing, you can just breeze through this one. Yeah, an awesome little game. I I, I love it. It's just, I, I thought it's another one of those things I thought when I saw it. I was like, I, I, that seems like that could be fun. <laughs> you know, I'll play it. And it came out and I was like, wow, this is actually really, you know, good for what it is. 
And I'm a huge fan of the way it looks. Like it's mm-hmm. just got just almost a silent hill with neon signs yes. to it. Yes. Like everything's dirty and worn out and nasty and grody. And anytime you put that into a video game, you've instantly got my attention. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the grodiest looking games I've seen in a long time. And a, a lot of people keep, oh, this is killing me. People keep calling it cyberpunk. This is not a cyberpunk game, people. It's just a dirty, it's actually modern times, but it's just been abandoned by people because they no longer exist and replaced with some robots and some neon signs. And that's it. It's not futuristic in the least. It's just a a dirty, nasty place with robots in it. So quit calling it cyberpunk. It's not. That's right. That's right. Uh, But yeah, I think that's... That's about all I've really been playing. I, I've got a few things here and there that I keep coming back to, including Cyberpunk. And uh, I'm still not sure if I like that or don't like it. You would think 35 hours into it, I'd know for sure, but I really don't. Because <laughs> every time I play it, I'm just like, this is pretty cool. But then by the time I'm done playing, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to play any more of this or not. But sure looks nice. But yeah, I I really haven't been been playing too much besides... Besides Straying Turtles. Looking forward to that new Turtles collection coming out at the end of the month, too. Oh, yeah. We can finally focus back on the original Turtles again. Uh, But we're not focusing on any game today. Like I mentioned, we're going to go through your mail, all the questions you've sent us, and clear out our mailbag, which we're going to start right now. We're spreading that mailbag wide open tonight. Uh, yeah, you got to put both hands in there to get this thing <laughs> as wide open as it needs to be. Oh, We're going to try our best to get through as, <laughs> as much as possible. Uh, but, you know, there's only so much we can we can handle here, of course. Our stamina <laughs> only goes so far at our older, advanced ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but our first question is going to come in from Plain Mech, and he wants to know about message boards. Oh, hey, again, yeah. Yeah. hey again, guys, I was curious if any of you in the past used Prodigy Internet message boards God, back in the damn. day. Man, you're revealing your age. I remember yeah. growing up and getting my first computer around 1993. Me and my buddies used to use Prodigy to create Nintendo, Nintendo elitist message boards. We went by the name Nintendo Warriors. That's still going on today, really. Catchy and original, I know. My point is, we used to mainly talk to people about how great the Super NES was and shit all over the Genesis, because that's what you do, my friend. <laughs> along, with outright, <laughs> along with outright finding Genesis mes- message boards and directly shitting on Sega's terrible game sound. I, I'm, I may have actually been in this with you. I, it, it's, it's very possible. I, I, I was about to say, I mean, that's, that's risky business there. I, you run the risk of... of- Hurting feelings and getting harsh words said to you by people that need to just fucking toughen up when you do things like that. <laughs> it's true. Looking back, it was completely ridiculous, even though the Genesis is still tough to listen to. Did any of you ever troll internet boards or outwardly express your disgust <laughs> of any systems? Also, what two systems would you say are the greatest made and what game would you use to back that up? Sorry for the multi-part question, but it's been a long day, and I have questions I've been bottling up for you guys. Thanks Man. for being awesome. Well, I I don't think any of us here are strangers to to the old internet message boards. Um, and in fact, I think we had some common stomping grounds 
years ago on on probably what was one of the, the one of the uh, most humorous yet fucking brutal uh, message boards. I, and we we've uh, kind of where we met. I think it's kind of where we all met. And you know we we've maintained some pretty decent friends from those days. So yes. Message boards I, I was fairly familiar with. Uh, I, I didn't go to, to many. Uh, most of the time, I just I had a couple of wrestling boards I would go to. Uh, some video game ones here and there. I, I do remember uh, the... Uh, this would be, in, this would be in, in quotations, the pleasure of going to those old Game Facts boards, uh, which are a, a hellhole. Uh, they were the precursor <laughs> yeah. to today's you the precursor to today's YouTube comment section. Yeah, were those fucking game fact boards? Ah, uh, but no. And then uh, then Jeremy had a website years ago, and that's the message board that I, I really parked it on um, to shit on everything, basically everything that could be shit on. We we did, and now, as far as uh, systems, I mm, the Super Nintendo for sure. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any way around that one. I if if you're picking one system, some people might not. But if you're picking two, I, I think you almost have to throw Super Nintendo in there with with at least Link to the Past, something along those lines. There's a lot of great Super Nintendo games you could pick from to be the to be the uh, the, the showpiece for the system. And, and second, it's tough. Um, I think that is when it kind of gets a little little hard to choose. Uh, but honestly, I, as I'm not a, the biggest Sony guy in the world, but that that PlayStation Two is going to have to carry have to carry the day um, for for a variety of games. Almost, it just has one of the most ex- expansive <laughs> libraries of games, and by that, um, it, it happens to have a ton of good ones. Um, but damn, if you want to put a damn game in there. I, I you'd have to just I, I guess for me I'd have to throw that damn Silent Hill two in. I I mean yeah I know I met you guys through that same uh, internet board message board internet forum I I didn't know message boards and forums were the same thing I thought message boards were kind of the precursor to that because he mentioned um, Prodigy I was never on Prodigy I did try hanging out in some AOL chat rooms uh, back in oh, the day because I'm even older than that uh, but that was not fun I did not enjoy this as much because it it wasn't quite as uh, anonymous and weird as the like the the wild west internet days of forums like that was i had a a great time but almost everything i posted on uh the forum we mentioned there plus you know i used to to wander around thankfully gone forum the x entertainment forum uh and and later on uh, other similar forums but with the same people uh thankfully those are all gone because i think all those things if i was ever brought up that it would tie back to me. I would lose any job I ever had. So thankfully those, <laughs> those are all gone. Uh, but I did spend a lot of time in there. Not as much, uh, shitting on forums, just being generally a, a prick. So thankfully I've, I've aged, I've grown up a, a little more. I'm a little, little less prickly than I used to be. Uh, as far as best systems, I still have to go with the NES over the super NES. The NES mm. doesn't matter how many times, like how old I get or what other systems I have, I will never get rid of my NES. Um, and, and just like the original Castlevania was one of the first games I had in the system or, or Legend of Zelda is probably another one I'd put out to say, just hand this to somebody with that and only that game. And you're like, this is the best system that's ever been made. Play one of these games. I, I would go with with that, despite that I do believe that Goonies 2 is the best game on the system. I understand that's not for everybody. I would go with Good Zelda, God. Uh, Zelda or possibly uh, possibly the first Castlevania. But those the, the NES is the first one. The second one, I don't know. There, there's a lot of answers. I mean, I know everyone thinks I'm going to say the TurboGrafx-16, but even I can admit if I only have two systems on Earth, that's not what I'm going to pick. 
Uh, PlayStation 2 is a good vote. Um, I actually think uh, of the systems I still use today uh, that, that are not current but not super old, PS2 probably gets the most used right right after that is my Xbox 360. There's so many good games on the 360, uh, especially if you did download a bunch of the arcade games that were just the, the downloadable on the Xbox arcade games. There's a lot in there that I can go back mm-hmm. to and really find something I'd forgotten I bought or forgotten to play, and I can find something on there every time that's just great. Uh, and, and you can still technically use the online uh, marketplace for it. You can still buy some of those old games. Like when we had to cover uh, Silent Hill 3, I was able to buy the collection on that so that I had a copy of Silent Hill 3 that didn't cost me $10 million. And that's uh, that's pretty great. So I'd have to go with Xbox 360 uh, as my second best. But that's really a, a gray area. There's like Nintendo and there's a bunch of good solid systems. There's probably, you know, Super Nintendo, even the the, the Dreamcast, Xbox 360, PlayStation 2. Like all those are kind of in the same general area for me. Uh, and then of course the very, very third system, the top of the next tier is, of course, TurboGrafx-16. Uh, so that, <laughs> that'll be my rankings. I, d- I didn't really get on the internet until, like, around 1998, maybe, 97. And the very first thing that I was able to use to get onto the internet was a little thing called Web TV. Oh, yes. Hell get, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing that the, the poor people got that couldn't afford a computer, but still wanted to get on the internet. And I have fond memories of that thing because I used to get on all the time and, and just do what I could on that, that terrible little thing. But uh, no, I, I couldn't really access anything besides the web TV's only like little chat, you know, kind of BBS thing that it had. And I, the very first conversation I ever had with anyone on there was uh, some guy, woman, whoever was like, hey, what you doing? I was like, you know, not much. Just hanging on my web TV. And literally the second thing was, what's your address? And Ooh. It's like, I think that's enough in internet and today on the web TV. So I didn't really get into forums at all, really, until I, I just kind of made one. And uh, that and that that took a whole life of its own when that oh, when that man. went out. So, yeah, that was <laughs> my own forum was was the forum that I was at most. Uh, besides that, these days I do go to like. Uh, some gaming forums like Reset Era and stuff like that, but not really to post or anything. I I don't have an account on anything, uh, so I just mo- mainly go for news and to see what terrible hot takes other people have and stuff like that. If I was going to go with a system, um, I you know Super Nintendo's the obvious one, but I would probably as I get older, I'm kind of feeling like I have as much as I love the Super NES. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of feeling like I have more nostalgia these days for the original PlayStation. And if I was going to pick one game from that, it would probably be Tekken 3. Cuz that is a game mm. that has no right to be as good as it is on that system and look as good as it does and play as good as it does. It's an all-time classic. It's something that still can you can sit down and look at it today and it holds up. It plays just as well. It's even actually a little bit better than the arcade. Doesn't quite look as good as the arcade, but you know, the, the tweaks and stuff they made to the home version definitely holds up over time. And it's still played to this day in like fighting game tournaments and stuff like that. The PlayStation version, not the arcade version. So that's probably what, I, if I was going to go with Super NES, uh, default answer would be Chrono Trigger. Mm. That's just those two that system and that game just go together hand in hand and you you can make so many arguments of why Chrono Trigger is just one of the greatest games ever made, greatest stories ever told in a video game, all that stuff. So that's what I'm going to go with. I 
I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't around on the internet back in 1993. No. So I, I was always jealous of people that could do that. But man, I just the idea of affording a computer back then was was insane to me. Oh, not don't forget if you were paying for something like AOL, you paid uh, by the minute for internet. Oh yeah, yeah. That was one I reason was, why I went with web TV. It was like a monthly cost at that point, and it was something I could afford. I was I was fine just using my pocket mail. Well, that's a good one too. That's an excellent alternative. <laughs> Someday we should we should tell the people the tale of the, the pocket mail. Probably. <laughs> we'll just let I mean, them. That's, just, a, that's, that's a nice Christmas tale. I think. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> keep using it as a weird, obscure joke that only me and you get <laughs> for now. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, thank you, Plain Mac, for writing in. Uh, you know, early Internet days, even early for us back in the like, you know, late 90s and 2000s was was really nostalgic. So I can only imagine what it was like back when like almost no one was using it. Uh, and I, I imagine everyone got super serious about putting the Genesis down back then, back when it was actually out being sold and moving on. Our next question comes in from hot dog champ and he's writing in he or she, she may be a hot dog champ. Who knows? Maybe. Just want to know about the final fantasy dream team. We've all played a lot of final fantasy. If you could assemble your dream team from across the Final Fantasy series, who would it be? For the sake of the question, let's say four characters. Also, do you guys have any tattoos? What are they of? Do you regret them? Do you love them? If you could get any tattoo, what would you get? Retrovania for Prez. See you guys. Um, I have several. Um... I have a couple, uh, a couple of Dark Souls related ones. I have the the, the Aperture Science logo. Uh, I've got the the moths from Silent Hill Two, and a few other things. They're all very nerd related. I do not regret any of them at all. Um, I mean, most of them I got recently, so it'd be some big fucking problems if I regretted them this quickly. Some time has to pass, and maybe those moths. If I don't stay in shape, they're gonna, you know. Gonna be fucking dragging the ground. Uh, but as far as Final Fantasy teams, I have played a number of Final Fantasy games. I'm not good at remembering the names of characters. And honestly, uh, I, I haven't appreciated a lot of Final Fantasy games um, besides 6, 7, uh, 14, and 15. Uh, so, I mean, fucking just pick four people from Final Fantasy. Pick three people from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 7. And and throw fucking Noctis from fifteen in there, and there we go. <laughs> I, I I really I don't have a, a very very in depth uh, lineup, and and what I do recall from Final Fantasy, I I just I'm horrible with names on there, just horrible. Um, Noctis, I only remember him by name because I'm so fixated on fifteen purely for the fishing. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, Noctis Cloud. Uh, bear it and throw Tifa in there. There you go. There you go. I, that, that's sure to, to be a, a, a fucking dream team right there. Uh, that The Final Fantasy question, that's tough because I think all the Final Fantasies are so different looking and they have such a different aesthetic that when I combine characters together, they look bizarre in my, even in my brain where I'm like, that would look weird to have like, like I love um, Balthier and Fran from Final Fantasy 12 and they're awesome. But if you put them next to, uh, you know, 
any of the characters from Final Fantasy V, they would look absolutely bizarre because <laughs> they would look like the ones that, like this, the art because I can't get the art other than the uh, what's in game. So uh, I would have to stay with the later ones. Um, nobody from eight. I would say nobody from eight was going to make my cut. Uh, like I said, Balthier and Fran from twelve definitely. Um, I do like Cloud and Tifa from seven. Maybe that's what I would just keep with that, or Cloud and Aerith, Aerith, whatever uh, version you're playing. Uh, yeah, Cloud and Aerith, and then Balthier and Fran. And that's my four. That's a good round, a uh, good good combination of ranged, close up, healing. Kind of does all my purposes. I know there's people out there screaming that we're not picking the older ones, but um. I just, as I mentioned in one of the previous shows, uh, have been st- just started playing Final Fantasy VI, the one that everybody uh, that likes the older ones is, is, you know, clearly loves. And so far, I'm enjoying myself thoroughly, but we're playing incredibly slow. I- I've put maybe, maybe 15 hours into it over the last two months uh, because we're trying to play it so slow and I'm already behind. So uh, I'm going to go with that group. It's, it's, a, it's a, a later group, but it's fine. And I didn't use anyone from 8 or 13 because I like characters. Uh, I do not have any tattoos. I do have a lot of regrets, but thankfully not about tattoos. Uh, I would I would have gotten a bunch. Uh, there have been many times that I uh, got as far as to like design the, out what I want an idea and then chicken out at the last minute because I don't like needles at all. Uh, getting shots or vaccinations of any kind, uh, while I will do it because I think it's important, uh, I also most of the time can't look and flinch uh, when it happens. So I have not gotten a tattoo, but I do have a gift certificate for $150 off a tattoo, which I believe is like three straight lines. Uh, But I will eventually get a tattoo. I don't know what it will be. I'm sure that I will not regret it because at this point in life, uh, you know, who knows how much longer I have? Who's going to care if I have a tattoo? Uh, Man, for Final Fantasy, this is going to be just completely random. I would go with uh, Ject from Final Fantasy X. Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Sabin, Sabin from Final Fantasy VI. Never quite knew how to say his name. And the deepest cut of all, Hildebrand Manderville from Final Fantasy XIV. If you don't know who Hildebrand is, look him up. Just look up some cutscenes on YouTube and you can easily tell why. And anyone should pick him to be on their, their greatest of all Final Fantasy characters. As far as tattoos, I do not have any because I've been cursed with the talent of being both an artist and a perfectionist. So there is literally no tattoo on earth that I could get that I wouldn't be paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for, thousands of dollars for, that I would not be completely happy with or just be staring at and being like, oh, that line's just off just a little bit. And, you know, of course, if you gain weight, like Billy said, things start kind of stretching around and it doesn't look right, so... I have largely stayed away from from getting tattoos just because it would probably drive me insane. So I, if I get some, I want to get to the point where I just get silly tattoos to get them. Like if I just got one, then you don't want your one tattoo to be a goofy tattoo. But if you have a bunch, then who cares? Uh, like the the bass player for Subtastics, Paul, has a on his uh, like his upper whatever. What's what's the the part of your body between your knee and like your your thigh? What is that? The front of his leg, on the, above his knee, he has a giant colored Alf. It's just a wonderful portrait of Alf, <laughs> and it looks beautiful. And it's recent. He just got it for no reason except that it's funny, and I love that. I admire people that can do that. Like, that's kind of awesome. Uh, but I just always think, man, this thing's going to be attached to me forever. And uh, if you're the kind of guy that's just like, you know what? I, I just really want to see Alf on my leg for the rest of my life, then more power to you because that's uh, – that is just a person I cannot be. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, Hot Dog Champ. Uh, I think it goes without saying we've got 
probably a lot more regrets around here than we, we do tattoos. So anyway, mm-hmm. thanks for writing in. And up next is Troncats. And all he's right. writing in about knockoff systems. Oh, a friend hell. of mine... <laughs> It's a thing we all love around here. Mm-hmm. A friend sent me a short video of a console called the Super Jeff. And while doing some digging <laughs> into other knockoffs, I realized there are quite a bit of them. Have y'all ever had experience with a knockoff console, console or game? And if so, how did you find it? Oh, man, I, uh, I, I had firsthand experience uh, with it, with a knockoff console. And not long ago, um, maybe. Three, four years ago, there was a knockoff uh, Wii console at a Rose's department store. And uh, I, after staring at it for quite some time, uh, the, the price was low enough that that I snatched it up. And uh, I, I wish I could play it again, but it did not. It didn't last long uh, before it before it died. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it had very. Rough motion controls to it think the wii at launch uh except like super shitty no good no good at all uh it it didn't track hardly at all yeah and and the d-pad had a level of stickiness to it that you don't usually get from a controller until you've till it's gone the rounds with you for for a year or two uh yeah and the buttons everything was just unresponsive and the games were 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 pretty simple there were a couple of really basic platformers of course every sport was was present uh none of them presented well uh yeah it was like it was it was pretty good and it lasted maybe a month or two before the controllers eventually didn't respond at all and then maybe another week before the system would not cut on at all Uh, but it was a wee knockoff at a roses department store from about four years ago I wish I could remember the name. Uh, the packaging, it, looking at the packaging, you could tell what they were going for, but it wasn't one of those that would have fooled you. I mean, obviously those are aimed at what? Grandparents, aunts, uncles, people that know uh, their family member, their younger family member likes those video games, but has absolutely no clue, uh, nor probably any care to specify what they want. That's also the same people that go to a Roses, so that's probably the right place to uh, to find such a system. I thankfully never yes. purchased a knockoff system. I've played plenty of, you know, uh, um, like homebrew games and other stuff, but that's not really knockoff. That's a different kind of category. The closest I've came is when we stayed on vacation one year at, at a, a, a place uh, with, with my family. There was, you know, it, we rented someone's house, and in that house they had... One of those like plug and play controllers. It was a light blue Genesis shaped controller, but the buttons were one, two, three instead of ABC. And all the games on there were nonsense, uh, just just made up games. Uh, one that was supposed to look like Pac-Man, but you were mowing a lawn, and like it was just a bunch of like really garbagey games that I still managed to play tons of because I had no system with me at the time. Uh, and I would get up in the morning like oh, I'll play some of this lawn mowing game, even though it's just a bad Pac-Man. But I, I thankfully didn't buy one of those you know fake Wii's. Or I remember them seeing seeing like a a similar thing at the mall even. And then like, I went back the same day and that place is already taken down. Cause someone realized they were, <laughs> they were selling knockoff systems of some kind. So, uh, I thankfully have not spent my own money on such a thing, but there are like we, the, the, the person who wrote in, uh, who I just for the name of mentioned super Jeff. Like I love the, if you find the systems online where it's just basically a Nintendo with, 
you know, a, a, like a weird, like a Genesis with like the Nintendo light gun. And that, that's what it looks mm-hmm. like. It'll be called something awesome like Super Jeff or Wonder System. Like that's all the stuff I wish I could find at this point just to have. But I, I don't have a lot of experience with them. I have a sick fascination with these uh, these kind of consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I actually have a, a fairly good collection sitting upstairs in a cardboard no. box. Yeah, of just old ones. I don't even know if they work anymore, but like I used to absolutely love anytime I saw one at like uh, the flea market or a shady store mm-hmm. in the mall or something like that. <laughs> I would, you if it was within reason, I would get it. And what's was, within reason? I have 20 bucks. That's <laughs> That's about as much as I would pay for any of them. <laughs> And for the most part, 98% of them was within reason. Yes. But I would, uh, it was just a sick fascination of taking them home and seeing what weird ROM sets they had put on these things, how they had, you know, fucked with them. You know, is, is Mario smoking a blunt this time? You know, is, what's is fucking Peach naked in the castle? You don't know until you play it. And most of the time, if you did play it, it would immediately crash. But it was part of the fun of of owning those things. I remember distinctly one of my all-time favorites was in my local flea market and saw a box called the Whitey 60. And (laughs) the finest, the finest knockoff console you've ever seen came with a, came with like a a six-shot revolver, you know, that was just... With just a you know solid hunk of plastic, uh, the worst controller that's ever been made, literally broke out of the box. Like, it came with two, thankfully, but the first one like literally fell apart. Uh, it, yeah, uh, got good good memories of old Whitey, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the the sad thing is these days is that's kind of going away because a lot of these knockoff consoles that you find even on Wish, they're getting good. Like, it's kind of hard to get one that isn't pretty decent these days, you know, that has solid ROM sets on it or, you know, has a version of emulation stations stuck on it with a bunch of ROMs. And it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to go wrong there. So you're really getting quality content these days. And that sucks. You know, where's the yeah. fun in that? <laughs> you know? who the, who, nobody asked for that. Yeah, uh, it's I want to play Castlevania with Cartman, you know, as the sprite or something like that. It's <laughs> It's just. I, yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, it, it's kind of sad to see it's it's going going the way of the dinosaurs. But uh, yeah, thanks for writing in, Troncats. That is a uh, is a uh, something that's near and dear to me. <clears throat> Next up comes from Jonathan D, and he's writing in about game requests and gas station foods. And I'm gonna oh, like preface this one. I think this is one I did too. Uh, to kind of shorten some of these, I have if you wrote in multiple times, I kind of. S- squeeze them into just one question, combine them. So um, we could, you know, fit it in and not just read these questions forever. I've been binging on your newer shows, but I've only been going back to the games I owned or played. I'm sure I'll listen to them all before too long, but would you be willing to try River City Ransom for the NES or Goof Troop for the Super NES? I believe that's Super NES. He didn't put that down. I think it was on the Super NES and maybe the Genesis. It was on the Super NES. Okay. As far as gas stations, have you guys ever tried Racetrack or United Dairy Farmers? Love to hear your thoughts. Anyway, love the content, guys, and I think I'm a wee bit younger than you. Well, you didn't say. How do you know? We, how old are yeah, you? Yeah, no. Yeah, how do you, how do you know? Uh, so we're in our early 20s. Up. I mean, how old are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have to, yeah, we have to do this early because we got school. 
Damn it. Um, no, I have a racetrack. No, uh, we have a raceway, uh, but they don't, they don't have food there. Most raceway gas stations uh, just have drugs being sold on the outside and probably the inside too. Raceway is, <laughs> is one of those gas stations. I'll, I'll say this much. Uh, when we had a, a, a retro drinking night years ago and I need to find a bottle of Cisco, uh, I went straight to the raceway. And I was not let down. Oh, is that the and, night you blacked out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't you know. Amanda still yeah. talks out. about that. Yes. Um, it was, it, it was either, uh, I don't know if it was a good night or bad. Uh, it, it, both. <laughs> Somehow it is both at the same time. Um, but yeah. Uh, not familiar. Um, but if I, if I'm ever passing by one, I'm, I'm always a sucker for a gas station. I've never been to before. Uh, chained I've never been to before. So if I ever passed by one, I, I, I would definitely drop in. What was there another part to that question? Uh the first part was about it, or asking us if we would cover oh um, yeah uh, City ransom, I, I, which I we did in fact cover. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I I I'm a big fan of uh River City Ransom. I uh, really loved that uh, that River City Girls that came out not long ago. Uh so I that's one of those I'm surprised that we actually haven't covered. We did. No, we did cover it, but you we, may have been, you we? may not have been here. When that the may fuck have been an episode you missed. It? And it may have been a bonus show. I'm gonna be honest, but we did I cover it. I think it was a bonus show. Yeah. We did well, cover well, uh ransom at some point on our bonus show. Well fuck it, maybe conference. maybe I had a Cisco that night too. You you could have. And it may have been one you missed, because that, that does happen as well, that, that you'll miss a couple episodes. So that may have been one of those. Mm -hmm. But we have not done Goof Troop for the Super Nintendo. Um, That's a good game. That's a solid-ass game. Yeah, I'm always surprised, pleasantly surprised with the Disney games we cover, that they're better than I expect they would be, which is ridiculous yeah. since on the NES, the Disney games are great, and I always like them, so I don't go away. Uh, anything after the NES, I was like, Disney? <laughs> That's not good. And then every time we played, I'm like, this game was wonderful. So I'll give it a shot. I've also not been to a racetrack. I just looked online. They're apparently in the uh, in Georgia and in the south. Uh, so I've never been to a racetrack. I don't remember what the other one he asked was. United Dairy something. Also, United Dairy Farmers. Also never heard of that one. Um, so no, I have not tried anyone. But I, I do normally, if I do drive uh, by a gas station that has some sort of food, if I'm in that area for a while, it's, it's a guarantee at some point, especially if they have fried chicken, that I'm going to try it. Uh, so I, I have not tried either of those, but if I'm in that area, I guarantee you I will check them out. I, I've been around a UDF. I have not actually been in them. I think they're just out in like Illinois, I believe. Don't quote me. It's either Illinois or Ohio. And uh, they, they seem okay. I have not seen a, a racetrack or raceway or whatever it was. Um, the ones around here are mostly just speedways and marathons. Oh, yeah. And I would... Highly suggest you stick to the speedways and and not the marathons because the marathons are are just complete trash and they, it, those can get pretty dangerous compared to just depending on where you are. Um, but yeah, I'd actually love to cover Goof Troop. I've never played that one. Mm -hmm. It always looked a little bit different. It was like kind mm -hmm. of a top down. I don't know if it's like a puzzle game or or what, but uh, it, it always looked interesting. But I was I was never the biggest Goof Troop fan back in the day. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I just didn't watch it. So I, I never played it. It was always, always in stock at the video store. And there's always. so many times where I just, I'd pick it up and look at it and just like, well, I don't know if I want to spend my $4 on that one. <laughs> so maybe in the future. Um, but yeah, the, we, we did cover R River City Ransom. I don't 
think, don't quote me, but I don't think Billy was on that one. And I'm pretty sure it was a bonus episode. So, uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you've heard about our Patreon. Uh, I've mentioned it a couple times over the last 200 shows. Uh, but yes, the same way you'd send us a question by going to RetroMania.net, you can also scroll down there and find a link to our Patreon. It's also always in the comments of the episode and also on all our social media. But that way, if you like this show and you want three more episodes a month that you'll never get on the, the, the free feed, uh, that's the way to do it. $5 a month will get you access to that. Or you can pay a little more and force us to cover your game, which we've had done mm. recently. And I think next month we're going to see us cover a few more of those. But that has nothing to do with answering questions. So what is the next question we have? Uh, next question comes in, surprisingly, from the Resident Evil 4 merchant. And uh, he writes in to say, Stranger, <laughs> hey, Jeremy G, <laughs> I, heard you, I heard you had some beef with me. And to that, I have a question. What are you buying? If this does not apply, then what are you selling? Like, hey, 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 listen. Get get out of here, all right? I don't want you around. If I'm going to buy anything, I'm going to go to Big Lots. And that's where distinguished people go to buy their shit. So, Oh, come on. He'll, he'll buy it at a high price. I, well, you know, the guy outside of Big Lots will do that for me as well, so... But yeah, I don't, Billy, you weren't here for this. Uh, it was no. an episode uh, where Celeste was on. Uh, someone was, uh, or I think we were talking about uh, merchants in video games, and you yeah, know, what are our, what are our thoughts on those? And I think it was Pocky and Rocky, and I was like, I don't really like merchants in video games if it's an action game because I feel like it breaks up the action. Unless there's a certain like hub area just for that stuff, but like if you're in the middle of a of a level or something. And there's suddenly a, a door you can go on. There's a store or something. Mm. And I, I'm not a big fan of that. It came, you know, we started talking about Resident Evil 4 and stuff like that, which whatever, that that's not too big of a deal to me. But but still, I'm, I'm just not that big of a fan. So what is your opinion I, about stores I, and video games? I love the Merchant from Resident Evil 4 quite, quite a bit. Um, but I, I've never seen anyone that enjoyed their work quite so much. No one's ever been happier to sell me something. Um, I like them if, if done right. I, the merchant was definitely odd. Like like everything came to a pause when the Resident Evil 4 merchant came out. But I, I, I thought they always put him in there at just the right time when maybe you needed to cool down just a little bit. So I, I, he was well-placed. Otherwise, I, I, really, I really don't see any problem. I'm trying to think of ones that just really ruined things. And, you know, I... Resident Evil 4 Merchant's not even the strangest one. That, that fucking Drebin from, from <laughs> oh, yeah, Drebin. Still, <laughs> still holds the title as the weirdest fucking merchant in any video game. I, I think the scenes were just so damn long. But that could be said about any Milk or Solid 4 cutscene. Um, and I just, I've never ex fully understood why he was there, how he fucking got there. I, th I guess that's the good things. Those that's the good qualities in a video game merchant, right? How did the Resident Evil Four merchant get from place to place? How did Drevin get there? Uh, what was that? What was that monkey of his obsessed? Was the monkey drinking <laughs> cola or smoking cigarettes? It was one or the other. Which was it? <laughs> Pretty sure it was cola, wasn't it? Okay, I, I, I remember that monkey was either drinking a cola or smoking a cigarette. He there was feeding no for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him hurting for whatever it was. That lent me to think it was a cigarette. But man. Caffeine addiction on that damn monkey, but Drebin was was he's an odd duck. Uh, but I, I like a video game merchant. Yeah, Drebin is easily the weirdest. I even I, 
I totally blacked him out, and I just played Metal Gear Solid 4 in the last mm-hmm. couple of years for the first time. And the first time he shows up, you're like, why do I need to sell things in Metal Gear? That doesn't make any sense. And I don't think I sold mm-hmm. much to him. I don't think I ever really used his services at all, except that he would show up for plot points for no apparent reason with this monkey that you mm-hmm. mentioned was just pounding Coke. And it was just, well, that came out the wrong way, but you know what I mean? Just drinking soda. Yeah. Either way, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's weird. That, that is definitely a weird merchant. The, comparatively, the Resident Evil 4 merchant, you're right. It's just like, yeah, sure, it's a merchant. Why not? Yeah, he's there. May as well. There's, there's like the ones that uh, you can literally, it doesn't even switch screens like in some of those older games. Like you walk up to them and like everything on the screen pauses, including like mm. the attacks that are coming at you. And it's stuff like that that I never liked. And it just seemed like the ones that are just super out of place were the ones that always bugged me. You know, Resident Evil 4 and, and st- even Drebin, you know, if stuff like that is just ridiculous and I can kind of get behind it, but... Uh, I just I never got got into to merchants that would just stop the game, you know, in a weird like you press the pause button or something. I don't know. It just seemed seemed kind of lazy. I'm I'm all for having hubs like the Bastion hub or something like that. You know, anything that is just kind of off to the side that's not connected to the stages. You can get your stuff there and and upgrade your equipment and you're good to go. Um, but putting them inside of a, a level, I've never been a fan. But anyway, thanks, Resident Evil 4 Merchant, for stopping by. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do have anything that we're uh, buying yeah, or selling, uh, we, yeah. we will keep you in mind. Don't, uh, don't, don't be a stranger. Well, he's, I mean, that's literally his name. Isn't it? What's his name? Merchant. Mer- is that it? Just Merchant? I don't know. You're the stranger. Uh, that's, that's true. Anyway, our next question comes in from Kay, and he's writing in about DQ. A discussion mm-hmm. on the Discord sparked this question. We've all had Dairy Queen and have varying opinions on its mediocrity. I don't know yeah. about the other states, but here in Texas, they seem to thrive in any town with a population of under 1,000. What... <laughs> what, is, what it is, arguably... Okay. What is arguably most famous... What it is arguably... Oh my God. What it is arguably most famous for here is its advertising. It always refers to its logo as the Texas stop sign. And commercials have a jingle where it sings DQ, that's what I like about Texas. I'm not going to sing that, I'm sorry, Kay. So how is it advertised elsewhere? Do they change it to Delaware stop sign or something like that? What do your billboards and commercials have for DQ? I've never seen a billboard or a commercial for Dairy Queen, ever. Uh, there's, there are two near me. They are not anywhere near each other. Uh, the one that is the closest to me, I know they technically sell food. I've never seen somebody order it. It's always got a long line for ice cream. Uh, even mm-hmm. now they are still not open on the inside since COVID. They were like, we're only going to do drive through and they've decided they're never going to have an inside again, I guess. Like the tables, mm-hmm. I have chairs on top of them at all times. Um, the only other Dairy Queen I've ever been to was, uh, when one of my prior bands, not Subtastics, but, uh, one of my prior bands was, was playing a show in Delaware. And the only thing in this little town in the middle of Delaware was a Dairy Queen and like a McDonald's, we didn't want McDonald's. So we went to Dairy Queen and we all got chili dogs thinking that was a good choice. And of course we Ooh. get to this venue and it's essentially somebody's like garage, but not attached to their house. It's like a detached garage. And they would not let us in their house to go to the bathroom. And the bass player for that band, who was not Paul, as I mentioned earlier from the Subtastics, but another person who I no longer really speak with very often, had to go to the bathroom so bad, he walked behind their house and just shat on a tree. 
<laughs> like leaned up against a tree and go. just shat. It was horrifying. And uh, and then we went in and played a show to seven people in a garage and realized we were living the dream. Uh, but that's the last time I ate actual food at a Dairy Queen. Uh, we have them scattered around here. Uh, they're, they're pretty good coverage. You have one of two things, though. Uh, you have just a regular old DQ, uh, which is usually attached to a damn Orange Julius. and But we also have a Dairy Queen Grill and Chill, which has a, a more robust... Uh, menu of food uh, that you, you you know probably should stay away from. I got a chicken strip basket one time, and it was not the worst chicken strip basket I've had. I'll say that much. Uh, but I, God damn it, I do like their ice cream pretty pretty good. Even though there are better ice cream options out there now, there's something something appealing. Maybe it's maybe it's a childhood thing because you know Dairy Queen used to be the only game in town. Uh, the you know, where I grew up, we lived pretty close to one and. We went down there at least every weekend. That was part of you know the weekend trip. You go rent your movie, rent your game, go to the Dairy Queen, um, till the owner hung themselves inside that Dairy Queen, and then it shut down. <laughs> we have some dark <laughs> Dairy Queen stories. <laughs> but man, up up till then it was pretty fucking nice. Um, but yeah, I just you know. What the- what is this podcast? Yeah. It doesn't matter what we're talking about, what what the topic is. Somebody has the darkest story you've ever heard about whatever the topic is. I mean, it was it wasn't during hours. <laughs> I hope not. All right, don't act like it was. You know, it wasn't. Be, I mean, be it right was quiet. It's it quiet. <laughs> it's, it's probably you know probably nighttime or early morning. You, you, you do your thing. I, I I don't see why it had to shut down though. I think as a kid. Uh, that was my main point of contention is, well, can't somebody, you know, carry the mantle? Uh, why are we shutting down here? Uh, this is sad and all, but, I, you know, I was an overweight kid and I couldn't get my fucking blizzard on Saturday anymore. It was perhaps the greatest tragedy of all. It's it's haunted now. <laughs> yes, maybe it, maybe it is haunted. I, there's, there's something about ice cream places and loss of life. Because I think I told the story of King Cone on here one time. <laughs> I, I don't um, believe so. The, yeah, the owned, the owned an off-brand kind of Dairy Queen restaurant, killed his wife. <laughs> um, apparently killed three wives over the years. Uh, I was at the wedding when he was confronted, too, let me tell you. Um, that's that's a story for another day. Maybe another mailbag. Maybe if asked directly, I'll expound on it. But I, I, I'm not going to take away uh, from, from hearing what Jeremy has to say. How about the we'll old damn DQ? We'll save it for the, the pocket mail episode. <sighs> um, it's, uh, we don't, we've got Dairy Queens around here a, a good deal. And it's kind of like Billy where we've got like the smaller ones. And we've also got the ones that's got where you can go in and inside and eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, their food isn't bad. I've been to both. I, they still got a decent chili dog. Uh, their burgers, you know, not too bad. They got one that's called like a flamethrower burger. It's decent. But, you know, it's it's about the, the food that you would expect coming from Dairy Queen. You know, nothing too amazing, but, you know, not White Castle level. But it's uh, it's it's not bad. And I grew up with Dairy Queen when I was playing Little League as a kid. You know, if we won a big game on a Friday night or something like that, we'd always truck it down to the Dairy Queen that was just kind of right next to the baseball field and uh, get us some, some shitty cones. And, you know, it was great. But uh, we, we don't really have any advertisements here. You know, we don't have any jingles. I haven't heard a jingle on TV in, what, you know, 30 years. But it's uh, mostly in the smaller towns around Indy, 
It's mostly like their own little uh, ice cream shake places, you know, nothing. It, it's kind of like a Dairy Queen, but, you know, they got better food. But really, there's there's only one Dairy Queen and there's only one place charging like seven dollars for a, a fucking small blizzard. And that's the only place you can get it is Dairy Queen. So, but yeah, not not really much any any advertising or anything of that sort around here for that stuff. No, no, we I haven't seen a damn commercial in years. Um, I forgot about the advertising part. No, um, I think at this point they they just go by. You know where we're at. Come get it. That's that's it. I, Dairy come, Queen knows the people that's going to come. Come, yeah, come come get it before we fucking hang ourselves inside this damn store. Yep, it is. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, thanks for writing in, Kay. Uh, kind of want some Dairy Queen now. They got. I love their blizzards, man. I just they're yeah, so damn oh, yeah. dense. Yeah, you're wrong. The it's, pie blizzards. They need like to be. If they bring the fucking Kit Kat one back, we'd be in business. Oh man, no! When they do the seasonal pies, like they do a pumpkin pie blizzard, that thing rules. Oh man, I don't know about that. And speaking of what uh, Kay kind of mentioned uh, from our Discord, we do have a Discord, and if you would like to participate in that mess of of criminals and and vile scum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go over to Retrovania.net. Not only will you find this contact form where you can write into us, but there's mm-hmm. also a link to our Discord. Just click it. You'll be transported over there, and you can uh, say horrible good luck. to us. We talk yeah, a lot about fast food there. It's a good place to talk about blizzards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk your food and, and DQ, head on over there. There's actually a, a chat dedicated to food, and it is used quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, our next question comes in from Ralph, and he writes Bye. in to say, awesome job. I just want to say you guys are amazing. I started a podcast around two years ago and just discovered you guys about two months ago, and I love all the work that you do. It's crazy to think how your stories resonate with me, and we're from two different parts of the world. From Billy's love-hate relationship with Nintendo, to you guys calling and predicting a lot of stuff that actually happened. I don't know know about that one, man. (laughs) I've been bringing... I've been binging on your shows for the last two months, and I just hit that elusive Super Black Bass episode oh, number ooh. 53. Oh, that's, yes. that's the real one. You reached the pinnacle there. It's all downhill. Just want to say thanks for the great content and keep up the great work. As for the question for you guys, what do you guys think of video game music? Would you consider it actual music? Here in Los Angeles and Southern Cal- here in Los Angeles and the Southern California area, we have several video game cover bands that range from the Megas to Kirby's Dream Band. Do any of you guys listen to video game cover bands? I think we've talked about that before. Uh, not that I can't answer it again, but there are uh, several of them around the area. I mean, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland area. Uh, one of the bands, uh, one of the, this coming weekend, which by the time this comes out, I guess you'll have a day to buy tickets. BitGen uh, Gamer Fest is at the Auto Bar. There's a whole bunch of just video game cover bands or video game styled bands. Um, and uh, Random Battles is one from this area that I have friends that are in. They're very good. I, I love seeing them live. Uh, I've listened to them, but it's just not the same thing as seeing them live uh, to listen to the, the recorded music. But that said, it's still well worth listening to if you love a video game song to hear someone play it live. I think that's cool. Uh, I'm not good enough to play a lot of those very involved tracks in, in such a manner uh, on guitar, but I, I like watching those bands a lot. Uh, I thought you meant the question was going to be like, do you consider video game soundtracks real music? I'm like, well, I hope so. Cause let's, I play them in my car yeah. all the time. Let's uh, go with that question too. I mean, uh, do you guys 
Well, you just answered. Billy, do you actually listen to game music outside of video games? Oh, yeah, quite often. Uh, I think you put together a list on Spotify. Uh, I think that was your handiwork. Uh, I believe so. Years, a long time ago, and that yeah. still uh, gets a hefty car rotation. Uh, yeah, I, I, I listen to a lot of uh, video game music here and there, uh, depending. I, I listen to the uh, the Grand Theft Auto 4 theme if I need to get pumped up really quick for something. Uh, not Nothing crime-related. Uh, yeah, I just... It, it, kind of works its way in uh throughout the day uh is, I, I guess is that what you listen to before you go into the dq yeah yeah <laughs> i throw on soviet connection and then i uh <laughs> then i just kick that fucking door open like it's a clucking bell and just head on in and order up uh but no it definitely is and i and i do like a, a cover band um I, I haven't seen like any local ones or anything but i like uh, the standard ones like you know power glove uh, Mega Ran, uh, a handful of them out there. Uh, yeah, I, I love all that shit. Whether it's covers of originals or or people, you know, putting putting you know vocals over top of video game music or mashups, whatever it may be, I still go back to uh, Ocarina of Rhyme and Vinyl Fantasy Seven, which were were rap mashups with the uh, the Ocarina of Time soundtrack and a uh, and a uh, Final Fantasy Seven soundtrack. Two fantastic things. You can only find them on YouTube. The The quality of them is not quite what you would want, uh, but it's it's all you can get. Yeah, I, I listen to uh, Symphony of the Night soundtrack just about, you know, once a week <laughs> at least. So there's there's quite a bit of video game music in my actual soundtrack rotation or Spotify mm-hmm. rotation or whatever. But I, yeah, I don't really listen to too many cover bands. Like that always seems pretty cool. But, you know, I'm like 80 years old and, and going out to see a concert's too loud. So I don't I don't do that too much. But uh, it's just one of those things. I don't know uh, too many uh, decent ones. So, you know, I'll check out the ones that you threw out there and uh, see what I like. But I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty particular about that stuff. If I want to listen to video game music, I'm going to listen to the original. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't listen to too many covers of it because usually it just, you know, it doesn't quite hit that that same feeling of the original and yeah. usually, usually when I'm listening to it, I want to get the, you know, the kind of feelings that I had back when I was playing it, you know, or something like that. But, uh, I do like a good cover here and there, like some good, uh, covers of like street fighter and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, like, but we've actually got a, are we doing a bonus show coming up of our favorite video game music, Jeremy? Uh, it'll be at least notable, memorable tracks. For for me, the idea is is kind of the things that I hum in my head all the time. Maybe it's a game that I don't like very much, but the music sticks with you. Uh, but really, it's kind of a grab bag music show. If people like it, we can do more that have more of a direct theme. But yeah, this first one, uh, probably will be over the next couple of days. If you are one of our patrons, look forward to that. Yeah, check that out, and uh, we'll see what we can throw on there. Also, before we move on, uh, thank you, Ralph for sending that question, and I love talking about video game music. And at the beginning of your question, you talked about how you'd start a video game podcast, and you didn't list the podcast, but it is Brutendo. For anyone looking for another gaming podcast that's a little more conversational, uh, Brutendo. I found it on iTunes. And our next question comes in from Brando, and he's writing about comfort games. Do you all have any comfort games? Do you have like a game that you play when feeling stressed out, or you just need to forget about everything else? For me, it was always Mario 64. I have a lot of nostalgic games from my past, but something about Mario 64 just takes me to a different mindset that not many other games seem to do. You guys got any favorite comfort games? Um, yeah, yeah, quite a 
God, quite a few. They seem to be coming hot and heavy over the years. Um, I, I think they're honestly making more now uh, than than I than I had back then. I used to uh, pick up um, Link to the Past, uh, probably the the oldest one I can really think about. And this was on my save where I, you know, where I was basically right there at the end. You drop in and you beat Ganon. I had pretty much everything I needed, so I would just I would just go around just. Just fucking around on there. A lot of times I would go play that uh that game for rupees, even though my rupees were nearly maxed out where you, you shoot the arrows to the targets. Um and just just do like all the little side things in there. There weren't a lot, but uh yeah, that that was it for me early on. Uh over time I just I, I started playing Bioshock just to kind of relax, you know, <laughs> because there are parts of it where it's not all all, you know, shooting guns and blowing shit up and whatnot. Shooting damn electricity out of your hands, uh, and it's really just a beautiful game. Uh, just to walk around and kind of, kind of just take in the scenery, uh, which is kind of hard to do during some of the the, the action parts of the game. Uh, but man, my big one, it's 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 been firm for a couple years now. Uh, Stardew Valley. I, I will come back to it uh, during a great time of need. I know it's it's always there for me. I can, I can always head back to the fucking farm, uh, hit up that fishing on there. Nice little fishing system they got going and, and just, just play through it. Uh, that's, that's been a big one for me is a Stardew Valley. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch also was a game that I would just unwind with several times over. I, it's a couple hours long, really. If you, if you really just, you know, just power through, uh, so it's one of those you can just sit down and finish in an evening. Uh, yeah, but that's that's those are just some of them. Uh, other ones have come and gone. Those are the ones that had the most staying powder power. With uh, with Stardew Valley being the the fucking top notch. I guess Animal Crossing gets honorable mention. Each Animal Crossing for the first couple of years it's out uh, gets an honorable mention. I'd have to say you know Final Fantasy VIII is probably mine. No, um, I. I would yeah, say Animal Crossing is one that I definitely do. Uh, whenever yeah. it's out, I if I'm just like, I'll just play it and just I'll clean my town up a little bit, or I'll you know, in this new one you can terraform everything, so I'll just kind of tear down part of the town yeah. and rebuild it. That's always nice. Um, but I find that if I'm really just like, I don't want to do anything, I'm kind of I don't want to say it's depressed, but it's probably depressed or whatever. And I'm just looking for something to do. Well, knock me out of it every single time is the original NES Kid Icarus. I can play that game. I, I mean, I probably played through it less than a week ago i like i just was like overwhelmed with work and whatever and i was like you know what i'm gonna take a little time and i just sat down played through three or four levels of it on game boy i have the the game boy um 3d re-release they put out on on game boy on the the 3ds and that's a great one because you can it saves your place too you don't have to play all in one sitting or, or have a goofy password so i'll play through three or four levels of that and feel really good and just keep cycling through that game over and over again that's one since I had it, has been like a staple of my easily top five games of all systems, Kid Icarus. Uh, I would probably have to go with the original Contra and Castlevania on the NES. Uh, those are two games that I've played so much in the past that I can just sit down and play through both of them in one life. It's just kind of comforting in a weird way. You know, it's it puts me back to when I was a kid, you know, playing that stuff. I know everything, and it's just, it's a nice game to sit down with and kind of lose your, lose yourself to. It's kind of weird saying that about those two games, you know, everybody, 
he's like, oh, they're so hard. But, you know, for me, it's like I said, I played them so much, it's it's nothing to me. But uh, Symphony of the Night, you know, that's another one I, I try to go to at least once a year because that's just a weird, I don't know, thing that I got around Thanksgiving. I'll, you know, stick it in and, and play through the entire thing. Uh, I, as for newer games, like probably like Firewatch, like that's one of the more relaxing games up to a point that I've played in a long time. It's something I, I really love the story to and uh, just overall a, a really kind of relaxing game to to get into. But yeah, there's there's quite a few here and there. It's, you know, whatever strikes the mood sometimes if you're feeling nostalgic and just remember something I, I used to play with my, my cousin or something. I'll sit down and play like Aladdin for the Super NES or something. So it's it's very just mood dependent or something like that. So yeah, Fire, Firewatch is definitely... Uh, yes, once again, up to a point. Early, <laughs> yeah. fire, early Firewatch. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a... Is, is definitely one of the more like relaxing little jaunts you can have in a game. I, it is. It's a. Uh, if you've never played it, if you like walking simulators, it's it's one of my favorites, right up there with uh, Edith Finch. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, thanks for writing in, Rando, and we're gonna do one more question before my voice completely gives out. I apologize. <laughs> Been sick the last few days and I'm going down quick, uh, but we we saved a, a good one for last here. And this one comes in from from Sylvain, and she's writing in about the fast food pyramid. Hey guys, remember that old school food pyramid that big milk and big wheat and ilk used as propaganda in schools? I'm curious yeah. which fast food place you would choose that primarily serves items from each section. Thanks for the many hours of entertainment. And the great community around your show. Uh, what are the uh, what are the what are the items? What 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 do we have here? Man, that's a. It's been since elementary school since I saw that. Let me bring it up here. Yeah, I, I, I never thought over the course of the show we'd be pulling up the fucking food pyramid. I gotta I gotta put the old food pyramid down. Oh, is there a new uh, one? I yeah, I think they've actually redone it so that it's, it's not healthy, quite as healthy eating pyramid. Who the fuck? All right, so we have uh, fat yeah, and fats. oil, milk, vegetables, fruit, meat, and bread. Uh, we're talking like Taco Bell here, aren't we? <laughs> and bring your own, and bring and, and bring your own fruit from the house. Bring a fucking apple and head down there. And I think they, I, they, I mean, I imagine all the places probably have you covered to an extent, don't they? Some places probably do have fucking fruit. I get I, I, does a Baja Blast count under your fruit? I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it does. They got it all. God damn! A trip uh, to the fucking pyramid. Let's see. Uh, fats, oils, and sweets. What is what is the one fast food place out there that just reminds you of fats and fat and fat and oil? I guess. Fats and oil. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this is Wendy's. You go to Wendy's, you get yourself a frost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, for our milk, yogurt, and cheese group, I mean, that's Dairy Queen. I, they don't really have much yeah. cheese. I mean, they got cheese on the flamethrower burger, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, I mean, if they leave, if, if, if they leave a blizzard sitting there for too long. Meat, poultry, fish, dry beans, eggs, nuts group. So many. Yeah, that's that okay. kind of that's everything. Yeah, I don't know about this fruit group. 
Yeah, that's, or, that's orange that's Julius. Cool. Orange Julius is the thing. <laughs> smoothies. Any place you can get a smoothie, you do that. Or yeah. uh, or if an apple pie. An apple pie counts. I'm gonna yeah, take that's it. true. Or a Baja Blast. <laughs> you just want a damn Baja Blast. I do. Now I do. I didn't coming into this. <laughs> and uh, bread, cereal, rice, and pasta group. Um, I think we're. I think I'd say Panera, but. Panera seems a little high, and this is bad to say, but Panera seems a little highbrow for us. Yeah, they, actually, yeah, true. I hate Panera bread. I it's do bad. It's, it's gotten so awful. bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's somebody. I I don't know where it was, but somebody described it as the the only place you can go to pay for prison food, and it's pretty accurate. So, I think we had a damn a witch witch open up, and I was a. Uh, was outraged because I think they were selling like fucking for seven bucks you get a peanut butter sandwich, and I was like, you know, you motherfuckers. Well, that's like the the, the um, what's it called? It, it's not fancy either. No, there's there's a place that's the grilled cheese sh- sandwich shop or whatever that that's like a chain, mm-hmm. and it's it's fine, but it's really expensive for what it is. I'm like, I can go home and make a hundred grilled cheese sandwiches for three dollars. Like, I don't I don't it's understand the, what I'm paying for here. It's the first dish. As a child, it's the very first thing you learn how to make. On the stove is a damn grilled cheese. It's kind of like, uh, do you guys have like Noodles Inc. around you? Yeah, yep. Or is Noodles and, and Company? I don't know if I have a Noodles Inc. Yeah, it's the same idea. Noodles yeah. and Company. Yes. Yeah, I, I just call it Noodle. And they <laughs> actually, a good portion of their menu is just mac and cheese for like eight, nine dollars. And mm-hmm. I know you can get some quality mac and cheese out there that kind of transforms things. But, you know, if I, there's a point where I, I got to stop spending more than $3 for a bowl of mac and cheese, you know, when, when there's so many good options at the grocery store that I can just make my own, you know, that's one of the few things out there where I'm just like, you know what? I could just make that myself. And it's not that hard. And don't, and don't mix it up all the way. So you get a little bit of the powder with a bite every now and then. Yeah. Hell yeah. Man. I used to just (laughs) shovel that in as a kid. I wouldn't even chew. Yeah, mac and cheese, yeah. like I would just put that in my mouth and swallow it, like that. Yeah, was... It, it was it was known as a kid. I I would get the whole box. Yeah, there's there's no other option. There you ain't sharing that box. You ever eat that cheese packet directly? The the velvet like the shells and cheese one that the not the one that's the powder, obviously, but the one that was just the fucking cheese that was like cheese. You ever just well, get that packet out and have at it? When my grandma, um. She used to make it, and like when she'd get done, she'd hand me the packet, and I would just suck on it. Oh my god, that was like three days ago. <laughs> it was, it's, it's good, it's fine. I did you guys ever? This is kind of how old I am. I don't even know if they still sell this shit uh, at the grocery store. My grandma used to buy it. We never had American cheese. She would just always buy the giant block of Velveeta cheese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They still sell that. Yes. Okay, so I, I, I was like 13 or 14 before I ever actually had <laughs> for real American cheese, and it changed my life. But like, I just always had anything that we had, any cheese on a sandwich, slice of Velveeta. Hell, <laughs> that thick slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big ass thick slice. Oh, yeah, and it melted fucking great. Yeah, I, oh, my God. I, I think I, I got to gain about fucking 10 pounds. Just off this episode. Um, some of the things I have to do when I go get a couple Baja Blasts and a fucking block of Velveeta cheese. Oh, put that GTA 4 music on. I'm going to need it after this. 
Uh, but I think that's going to do it. I am losing my voice at a rapid pace. <laughs> Thank yes. you, all of you people, for writing in. We got a good chunk of these emails done. And I'm pretty sure if you send something in over on Retrovania.net, scroll all the way down to the bottom, send it in. We'll actually read it within like a month or so at this point. Uh, it, like Jeremy said earlier, a lot of this stuff was coming from back in February and March. So... Um, it's nice to get a lot of this done and, and just have an episode to focus on it. We don't really mm -hmm. like to, you know, keep people away from their retro gaming, but uh, we want, also want to get their questions out there because it's always, you know, awesome that you guys write in and take the time to write in and ask us uh, dumbass questions. So we appreciate it. And and we'll we'll try to do this whenever we need to, but not too often. I think if we do this twice a year, possibly, because always around Christmas, we have that one episode where we kind of clean out the mailbag, too. Maybe that's the right call. Do a, do a summer mm -hmm. mail episode and a, and a Christmas mail episode if we don't get overly swamped. But uh, but for now, that's going to work. And we will be back with actual episodes about actual games next month. But if you are a patron, as we mentioned, you can join our Patreon uh, link in the description for the podcast, but also on every one of our social media sites and Retrovania.net. Uh, we have two more bonus episodes that are somehow going to come out in the next three days to hit the end of the month. One will be that uh, music episode we talked about before, and then an actual episode about an actual video game. Who knew? Uh, but then we'll be back to normal for what looks like August. And I don't know if we mentioned this and August isn't going to be it, but one of us, actually two-thirds of this podcast, thought it might be fun to revisit coming up a fight month. So that may be coming. Fight yeah. <laughs> Fighting game month is back. It's coming back. Um, yeah, uh, a couple of us hollered for it. One of us hollered not to fucking do it. And, and it will uh, not be in we, August, we... But, uh, but maybe September will be fight month, too. Uh, Secret of the Maybe. News. Maybe I, I I I can't wait. I really can't. Uh, I I I can we do Doomsday Warriors again? Boy, just four episodes about <laughs> Doomsday Warrior. That would be a blast. Can we do but, four. Um, I feel like we didn't get it. We didn't cover enough. Well, we're going to talk about hopefully better games than Doomsday Warrior, or maybe worse ones. Really depends on your opinion. But find out when we cover Fight Month Two, which is probably in September. But the next month we'll have some patron requests, and again, three bonus episodes for our patrons. Please consider supporting us on Patreon if you enjoy the show. It gets you bonus shows you can't get any other way, and it helps us continue to put this fine product out, even though this episode we did not talk about a game at all. And we will see you then. Never. Yeah. And it helps us buy blocks of Velveeta cheese. Now you don't want to get bound up. Gee, that's my grandma always told me. That. Don't eat so much cheese or you're going to get bound up. And <laughs> yes! We don't, we don't want to get bound up on mail either, so, you know, we got we to gotta release it every now and again. You gum up, you gum up the works. Gum up the works, yep. Eat too much of that Velveeta cheese in that packet. It's <laughs> gonna be you gonna gum the up toilet. the works. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>